Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess, Nicole DiVincentis, a.k.a. FigureChick911. Awesome, as always, to have you here. Thanks for joining us. To our new people, welcome to you. The purpose of this podcast, you know, we're here to empower you with tactics and strategies on how to champion your goals, but ultimately, the goal with this particular podcast is to shorten the time period between what we call idea inception and execution, meaning as soon as you get the idea coupled with a tactic or a strategy, you're automatically in action. That's ultimately the goal. The problem that I have with podcasts nowadays is that everybody seems to be getting romanced up in the podcast aspect of it, and it's putting everybody into tremendous thinking states, but nobody's taking action. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but anything that you want to do, a goal, a goal without action just remains like a suspended dream up in the clouds. It never happens. And then you sit there day by day, year by year, and you're, you're feeling shitty about yourself and disappointed and thinking that you're no good, but really, you never took any action. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny when you say it out loud. Success is very, it, in one way, it's very linear because like there's, there's steps, right? The, this is the idea, I do the work, and then there's the results. And then along the way, kind of like when you zoom in on like Google Maps, you see like the line, you know, the, the path that it was taking you, it, it kind of looks straight, but then as you zoom in closer, like the road kind of twists and turns. And that's the, you know, that's the journey towards any sort of goal attainment is that, you know, there's winding around and you got to get different knowledge and now you need this experience and that's how it is. But really, there's no special recipe and there's no secret pill for results other than you putting in the work. And I was thinking about this podcast today um, after coaching some of my people. So I do two different types of coaching. I do what I call muscular development coaching, and this operates in the fitness space. Muscular development is not exactly personal training. What it is, is I believe a step above. I, I cover three bases of your overall physical fitness your, your overall wellness actually is what it is. And so if we looked at like the training aspect of it, it would be training programs, nutrition, and then your recovery strategy. And then inside of there are the unique customized programs for you based on your mobility, based on your goals, first and foremost, actually, but based on your mobility, your flexibility, your, your current state of your, uh, the current state of your metabolism, what your habits are, what your resources are, what your strengths and your weaknesses are in terms of your mindset even. Um, you know, are you coming off of extreme diet? Are, are, am I, you know, are you coming to me for help because the last person that you worked with like cut your calories so far back and had you doing all this cardio that you have like a, a nutritional situation that's not compatible with life and now we have to retrain your metabolism or you know have you hit a plateau like all of those things fall underneath the heading of muscular development and I love doing that it's it's it definitely like fuels my passion for the human body and I really love seeing people get results that they love 
whether this is performance, whether it's the aesthetics, and then what goes along with it is that the development of that champion mindset, which is so exciting when you see your people reaching new, new heights in their growth. Whether it's all of a sudden they, they take more ownership in the results that they are usually not getting. And that, that becomes a process. And then you move to a different level and then perhaps you're dealing with issues like self-sabotage. Where they're just like wearing their cement shoes and you can outline the most perfect program. But you know they, they're dragging their heels trying to control the outcome and are continually then being you know very disappointed with the results actually that they're not getting <laughs> so then you have to work with the individuals to get them to understand and own own their 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 position in the process that you know it's not so much will this thing work everything works as long as you do that's like the bottom line there. So I was coaching those individuals. And then on the other dimension, I do what is organizational leadership coaching. And actually those two kind of float back and forth between one another. But what has happened in my travels is I, I've come around high level athletes, um, entrepreneurs, and then different industry leaders who are very, very agile in their mind and they're very, very high producers in their respective areas. And for some reason or another, like they've reached a, a plateau in their growth, whether it's the growth of their business or it's the growth of their interpersonal relationships or the infrastructure of maybe their organization or their enterprise is not coming along like a well-oiled machine should because there's breakdowns either in operations or they've grown so much they don't have the personnel and the operations to like the infrastructure which is organized for them or they have so many ideas and so many things that they want to do that their brain is literally on overload and they've reached a stall in their productivity. And so on that aspect of it, it, it really is, I, I'm not gonna even say it's organizing your brain because I can do that. But for those individuals, typically what it is, it's assisting them to silence the mental chatter so that they can restore their focus. And then they automatically know what they should be doing. They, they just reached a little bit of, of a stall. And so, awesome things come out of those sessions like so I, I operate in those two spaces because on both aspects you see so much growth and I love it when people get the things that they want I love to see people's businesses grow I love to have uh, to see them have mental freedom in all avenues because that totally dovetails into physical fitness and the aesthetics of it and then the, you know what that mental freedom then they anybody goes out and you attack and conquer any area of your life it, it's your relationships with other people it's how you command your finances how you command your health and fitness of course your relationship with god so the two of those are really the two things that i love to do and Probably I would say, most likely, I just, you know what, I would, I don't do them for free, but I can't help myself doing the work. That's how I, that's how you know that 
you're on the right track to, you know, if you're not on like one set career path, then, you know, for me, this is like a second, this is like my renaissance. This is a rebirth <laughs> for me. I retired as a, as a clinical nurse you know, after a 20 year investment, um, working as a clinical nurse in emergency and critical care capacity. And I'm doing the second go around. And for a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew where I felt like myself. How about that? And for me, to get back to those roots of where I most felt like myself, because as I was making the switch, I had, it was just like this crazy time, really gotten away from me and kind of went through like this, didn't kind of, I went through this period of like tremendous solitude and, and it was really, it was a breaking down before a building up, which is what's happening now. Now I'm on the rebuild side and it's it's totally kick-ass and it's totally fun and um, I love what I do. And I can't even believe that coaching is a thing and that you can do so much of it and have actual global reach just because of the, of the way that technology is set up. So. I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous thing, but at the end of the day, you've got to, number one, be clear on what your goals are. Number two, you have to put in work because even with luxuries such as technology, social media, you know, different platforms like you're listening to this, it, it, it comes back to you to keep those goals front and center. And then with every move that you make, and I don't mean like great strides, you know, I'm like I'm making moves. I literally mean like every, every detail of your day, every move that you make, you're responsible for owning that move. It's like a chess piece. Like if I move from here to here, is this actually taking me closer to my goals or farther away? That's, that's all on you to, to make that, that assessment. It's not a judgment, it's an assessment. It's a, it's a triage, triage your position. Am I closer to or farther away from my goals? And so when you're moving along, I understand that especially if you have long-term goals and it's very easy to lose track of where you're going and it's really easy to lose your mojo and it's really easy to become discouraged if you're not getting immediate feedback. And unfortunately, the way that society is now with social media and the ability to text and reach anybody anywhere, provided that they have a phone in their hand, like you never really wait long for a response or any sort of a feedback. And so it's, it's skewed perspectives and expectations to a, a great degree on what it actually takes to see something through to its completion especially in health and fitness, <laughs> right? I mean, there's a lot of variables at play where you've got your metabolism that needs to be trained and it's got to learn to actually trust you and all of the stuff that goes into that, your meal prep and, and you know, eating consistently and you know, feeding it great food and, and your hydration strategies and you know, watching yourself around the vices and there's all those things. and. Uh, what happens is that when you plug, let's say, your health and fitness goal into life, 
what happens at the first sign of stress. And by stress, I don't mean like you feel stress. I actually mean things that either stimulate your senses or they cause a stress response in your body because of, you know, maybe emotional like worry or panic if, if you're tied for, you know, or tied down for time and, you know, you're operating on a time clock and, and uh, a timeline rather and you're like, cutting it real close and, and you're keeping extended hours and you're overcommitted and, and now you're trying to do all these different things and when you're in that situation what happens is you can be well trained but the moment you hit stress you will always default back to your habits not your highest level of training I'm gonna say that again whenever you hit stress you default back to your habits not your highest level of training until your highest level of training becomes the habits then you default to those but typically if you're learning and I'm just I'm rolling out the health and fitness thing because I, I've been in the coaching space for my muscular development aspect of my business all day is that if you have not gone into this with the intention of permanent lifestyle change this is not something that we do just for six or 12 weeks just to see, you know, what aesthetic appeal I can get. You, you can't train your metabolism to operate in a certain way. And then I don't do cutting diets. Like I don't do contest diets for people. I don't get people stage ready. And I don't even do shred diets for them because as a nurse, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the reasons that I left my profession was because the whole entire time when I was operating in emergency and critical care, I really felt, I guess you could say badly, but almost like it wasn't badly, it was actually, I was embarrassed that my industry placed zero, and by my industry, I don't just mean the nursing industry, I mean the quote unquote healthcare industry, placed zero emphasis on prevention and wellness it was always and granted I always worked in the places where the problems presented themselves but even when we were discharging people like after their their open heart surgeries or after their heart transplants or whatnot it was just kind of like see ya cardiology some of the the discharge planning that was going on it didn't even make sense like I don't how can we recommend this and it, granted it was like the early 90s and things have changed markedly but even so like along the course of the way I, all you have to do is look at TV and you'll see watch television between the hours of what 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. and I don't watch TV the only time I see it is when I'm in the locker room at the gym and I am blown away by how many commercials there are for medications with all the side effects right <laughs> like the usual ones like may cause nausea vomiting diarrhea you know, palpitation stroke heart attack like <laughs> like holy shit but that's that's the way that we've gone and no matter what happens there's this back this backdoor belief that there will always be a band-aid cure for whatever it is that I'm doing and I'm here to tell you and perhaps just remind you not even tell you that when you're moving through periods of stress that's the time for you to adhere to what I call your power plan your power plan being 
like your core habits, your core methods of operation, if you like that terminology better, that keep you congruent, like clear-minded and focused, they keep you energized, and, and they help you to step up into your power rather than causing kind of like volatile um, bouncings in your hormones or your emotions or or your 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 inside feelings or your weight even because of what you eat coupled with all the different elements of stress like when you're under stress that's the time when you need to seriously like snap on and hold on with both hands your power plan that's not the time to abandon it but again when you are getting ready and let's say you're either doing meal prep or there's companies out there that do really clean meals like there's a lot of food companies out there who will send you convenience meals and they advertise everything as being healthy and then when you turn the packaging over you see for example like chicken breast like it's injected with a brining solution so there's all this sodium in there so you think that you're doing great by having this chicken but you would probably better you'd probably be better off eating like a can of like microwave ravioli in a way because of all the shit that's added to that chicken do you know what I'm saying and so there's actually meal prep companies out there some of them ship you know across you know different states something to investigate there to keep things on the clean side now you may not have the variation and the variety rather that you like and you appreciate and that you know you want to be eating but this is again the importance of you having like extremely clear goals because once you have the clarity of goals I did a podcast on this one, Clarity of Goals Determines Order of Priorities. Well, it's important for me, not just that I eat, but that the food tastes good. And it's also important for me, you know, to be sure that I have, you know, time with my friends and my family. And it's important for me to be able to have time for a massage. And it's time for me to have, or important for me rather, to have time to you know, work on a hobby, and of course, I have to work, and then, you know, maybe I have a second job, and like, you add up all these responsibilities, and how, you know, fractioned, you know, your time actually becomes, everything is important, but there's only one of you, and so what I consistently see happening is that before the stress cycle begins and a lot of people know before they jump into it like right now we're we're in the midst of like school year is ramping up and as soon as we pass you know through the rest of this is October of 28 uh, 2018 that I'm recording this as soon as this month finishes out you can basically consider the year over because then we're in Thanksgiving already and then it's Christmas and then it's New Year and then like we're off and running into January of 2019. And I like to do a lot of extra coaching towards the end of the year because this is the time when, this is the time for like make it or break it. The work that you put in now is gonna put you light years ahead of everybody else, which is awesome. Let's say if you're in business or you have certain goals and there's a lot of competition out there for you this is going to put you ahead but when it comes to like health and fitness what happens these next three months sets the stage for what you're going to be walking into in 2019 that typically between Halloween and Christmas time 
how much weight do you gain, how much sloppier do your habits actually get, but there's always the excuses for why that actually happens. Oh, we got busy. Oh, the kids are in sports. Oh, it's too cold outside. Oh, I'd rather stay snuggled up on the couch. Oh, we had people over for fantasy football. Oh, oh, oh. Like, there's all these excuses. And then you come back to anybody, myself, you know, your own coach, or even you look at yourself in the mirror and then all of a sudden you're in like this shame cycle. And in my opinion, like, that's volatile. I've been there (laughs) and I hated every moment of it and I'll be the first to tell you that the more you work on yourself and the more you start to iron out those creases of drama and chaos and allow yourself to be in a state of flow, not negligence, not like airy like you're up in the air and you just don't give a shit about anything else and not okay so not like flighty but to be actually in flow where you're actually present in the moment and rather than dropping an anchor to prevent yourself from going forward or wearing cement shoes which just cause you to sink down to the bottom you're in a state of of flow and you're flowing with the waters and the water has pretty good momentum in it so when you're in that space oftentimes it's more about your letting go than it is your trying to control the situation and this is a fine balance too because you have got to be 100% in the driver's seat about the decisions that you're making But when it comes to that element of health and fitness and fat release from your body, like you're not losing weight. You didn't, it's not lost. (laughs) You know where it is, right? (laughs) After you burn it, like it gets exhaled out of your body as carbon dioxide, a lot of it does. But what actually happens is you have to be in a state of readiness to release that fat that's how weight reduction is actually done it's done by a state of releasing the more you try to hold on and control the tighter that fat actually adheres to your body so you've got to be mentally ready in order to be able to release it now here's going to be all right your action step and this is going to be like a triage step for you to gauge where you are in that process if you're unable to actually determine it because you're so far into the forest you lose your perspective well I don't know am I am I flighty like well, this seems like it's okay and if you do not have a strong social backing of people who are actively working on the same goal you're not around your coaches or your leaders or your mentors or you don't have a role model with whom to aspire and you're only soaking up what you see excuse my god on on social media you're going to be in worlds of a trouble but there's triage tool for being able to actually kind of like assess you know my productivity and where am i in terms of my readiness to be able to or to be ready to release rather okay and this is this is what it is and this has applied to virtually everybody on my coaching calls already this week all right so we talk about um, your physical environment 
is actually a, a large representative or it represents rather the state of your internal mind. So if you were to do a scan through, and your place may be unique, so you've got your, your car, you've got the back seat of your car, maybe the trunk, you've got the kitchen, but I want you to go deeper than that. I want you to open up the cabinet doors and look in the cabinets or look in the pantry or look in the front closet in the hall, your hall closet where you put like your coats and stuff. Like what does that thing look like? Or maybe your basement. Is it organized? I, this is a weird thing to have up on this coaching. So you see how organizational leadership kind of like it, it, it is totally interfaced with health and fitness because the state of your mind always shows up in your physical environment, even if you close the doors. And if you are packing things in there where you have stuff falling out when you open the doors or you've got a bazillion of those little white bags that you get from the grocery store kind of like tucked in the pantry like all over the place you got stuff on the floor you have like five pieces of checks left in one cereal box and then you have a half a box of checks you know in the next box and then the other one is a full box and then you've got um you know, raisin bran with like two flakes and a raisin in, in one box, but the stuff is still in there. And then, you know, you're, you're packing in, you know, different candies and, and you have food which is hidden in the back and then you've got candles in there and then you've got, you know, I don't know, like the kids air guitar in there and then you have, you know, something that you were trying to hide, you know, for, for later. And do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the state of your mind. And typically you are not going to have successful weight release when you're holding tightly onto something. In this case, it, it's, it's, you know, the, the state of your pantry or cabinets or, or your car for that matter. I used to say junk drawer, but now everybody has like five of them. So I don't know if that's necessarily a, like a good example. But you get what I'm saying, that when everything is all jumbled up inside of there and you're like trying to like just stuff and fill the voids, that's, that is a physical representation of your body's readiness to actually release weight. Huh, how about that? This is not meant as a shaming thing. This is, let's call attention to the elephant in the room. Typically, when you start either purging and, yeah, purging and organizing, it, it shifts you into a different space where along with that comes the release of like stuffed feelings, stuffed hurt, stuffed resentment, stuffed guilt, stuffed anger. And all that just shows up in the physical environment. Whoa, is she lying? I'm not lying to you. <laughs> so 
your action step for today, if that's you, all right? So we called attention to the elephant in the room. I gave you the outline. I gave you the, the golden tip of like, this is where you're at. And this is not, don't get me, don't be mistaken. This is not a topic which is just exclusive to women. This affects men just as much. So gentlemen, if you didn't, if you weren't paying attention, then start the podcast over and listen to it again. (laughs) I gotcha. (laughs) All right. So, well, you know, when you get back to this point, and ladies, this is going to include you too, your action step is to start purging. Start getting rid of the things that you honestly don't need. But I, but I, I, I'm telling you how it works. I'm not, I, my job is not to lower the bar. There's, there's points where I can negotiate with you. There's variables that I can manipulate. But at the end of the day, when you're going on that cycle of either like yo-yo dieting or you lose weight and then you fall off the quote unquote proverbial wagon and then you snap back on. And then you go out and then you're off for another two weeks and then you kind of only work out twice and then you're so far off of your food plan that, you know, you're coming back and now you have water retention and you have weight gain and and you're all over the place. My job is not to support those actions. My job is to call you out on your shit. This is what's up. And this is the gold standard over here. What are you doing? Are you taking action? Are you taking the right action? And are you consistent in like the frequency of it and consistent in the level of intensity that you're applying towards that thing? I mean, focus, it it, it comes down to your focus. Is your focus direct? Is it laser-like or is it scattered? That I'm telling you, if your brain is like, I got to be over here at one o'clock and then I got to you know, text this other person, I'm waiting for this incoming call and oh my gosh, I got this and I got this and I got this. Like your brain is all over the place. It's, it's virtually impossible for you to develop that laser-like focus because you're over diversified. So what do you do? You purge the things that are buying for your time. I know. Here's the coaching cue. Get comfortable with the word no. <laughs> like it's a standalone. It doesn't need an explanation. It's the same word, I think, in like at least five different languages. So it really doesn't matter who you say it to. The understanding is the same, but it's your being comfortable with that level of no. No, I'm not going to have that chocolate cake. No, I'm not going to sit around here. I'm going to go to the gym and work out. No, I'm not going to have, I don't know, that beer. I'm trying to think of like health and fitness stuff since we're on that topic. No, I'm not going to stay up all night. I'm going to make sure that I put myself to bed early. And you owning that position, that's how you actually make progress. And that's actually one of the reasons why when people coach with me on either end, I'm such a huge proponent about what 
about developing your nutrition plan and adhering to it because it, it, it never ceases to not just amaze me, but verify the fact that when you get yourself on a solid nutrition, that's the key word, nutrition program, not diet plan, a nutrition program that nourishes your body, it has tremendous effects. Like it stabilizes your moods. You're not having high highs and then low lows and then you're over here and you're acting, you know, you're hangry, right? So you've got these outbursts and then you're crying another second and it's just, a, you're a mess to be around. No one wants to be around that. It screws up your, your relationships. It screws up business operations. You lose deals because of it. You wreck partnerships. You wreck relationships. I mean, just because you, you're not in the habit and you refuse to take ownership of your eating habits. As crazy as that sounds. But it comes back to you having clarity on your goals. What is it that you are looking to achieve? What is it that you're seeking to have? And that, that always falls back on your shoulders. A coach can, can remind you, <clears throat> excuse me, and offer up a suggestion or say, you know, have your goals changed, like kind of check in. But that day-to-day, that's your responsibility. Am I moving closer to the goal or farther away? All right, if I don't meal prep and I go out to go get my food, I can buy chicken at the grocery store. You can buy those rotisserie chickens, but okay, there's a lot of other stuff which is cooked on there. Well, maybe they have a plain one. Maybe they do have a plain one. Oh, I got there tomorrow. They do not have a plain one. Actually, the only one that they have is the barbecue sauce one. So that wasn't in the plan, but now I've got extra sugar. And now, you know, after lunch, I'm kind of tired, but I'm actually hungry too. And I really have a taste for chocolate now. So now I'm having, you know, peanut butter cups and corn chips and a cup of coffee and and now after that like I'm flipping hungry and I'm I'm actually like in an argument with people on the phone why because my blood sugar dropped (laughs) that's why I say having the strong nutritional program like it bolsters you up hands down it delivers the highest return and everything that you're doing when you're making strong moves in your life If you can even just get two habits into place, one, the habit of eating breakfast, two is the habit of drinking more water, you will seriously, you would not even believe how much more solid of a functioning person you are with the initiation and adherence to those two habits right there. And I don't even care what it is that you eat for breakfast. It's establishing that habit. We get to the the what as the next step. Because for some people, there is no habit, (coughs) excuse me, of making breakfast or eating breakfast even. My apologies. I got to tell you something really cool that happened today. So the last podcast that I did, I think, was when God pulls back the curtain. And I was talking with him about wanting to do, you know, some marketing. (coughs) Excuse me. So when I woke up this morning... I had been asking him in my prayers, I said, will you please help me um, to be more effective in my marketing? And so when he woke me up this morning, (laughs) I have been going nonstop. I literally, as a total aside, like 
I, I consider when God comes to pick me up for our projects for the day, we, we take different vehicles and lately it's been of one of two. Like it's either the Alfa Romeo and it got like the babushka with the sunglasses on, you know, like driving through like the hills of uh, the Amalfi Coast. And then other times we're in the Bugatti. And today we were definitely in the Bugatti. Like we blew up LinkedIn, we blew up Facebook. <laughs> it was crazy. Had all of our coaching calls. We did a double session for training. I feel really good. It's just my voice is. I think I'm a little bit dehydrated. I didn't drink enough water, but my voice is kind of going. Like we had a busy day today. It was an awesome day, and I feel. I still feel good. Now I just sound like shit because I've been talking all damn day. Ah, never ends, right? You're a human, not a robot. But the point of the matter is, getting back to the point at hand, is how do you command yourself then when you're under stress so that you can stay congruent with what you need to do in order to move closer to your goals? And you gotta remember, everything is a training ground for you. That sometimes that mind work, the mindset shifting that occurs while you're on your path is what has to take place before the physical part will actually follow it. And when you're not seeing physical results on yourself, that can be frustrating as hell, but when you're in that shifting mode, you have to also acknowledge the fact that you've grown as a person in terms of accountability, in terms of habits and practice, in terms of your level of discipline and ownership of your project. as you're moving forward that th- with that thing. And so that deserves, you know, some sort of acknowledgement. You know, I'm not one, like, I'm not one to, to give, like, awards and badges out for, for, ex- for expected work. That, that's not, that's not my mojo. It, it really, I don't like it. It, it, it moves people really quickly into entitlement and it moves people into some laziness. So, especially as a coach. So when you come to me and, and you're wanting these specific results, I'm gonna tell you this is the work that's gonna be required. You're not gonna be getting a whole lot of affirmation from me because I, I refuse to allow you to use that as your feedback for why it is that you're doing what you're doing. That just creates codependent coaching relationships and I will not do that to you. That would be a huge disservice. So part of what I do is I groom you as a leader and that can take a while because I'm not always with you. (laughs) So it's a whole process. But it's one that I absolutely love. And there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing greater than when people step up into that level of leading themselves and having that accountability. And they're always going to fall down. Like if this is you or if you're a coach and you're coaching other people and maybe you're newer in that space, your people will fall down. They will test the waters. They'll be like Bambi with their little legs on the ice and they will wipe out. But 
when you do a good job on, you know, like the interview and the consultative side of things, you're going to know whether or not you're working with the right people. And you always want to err on the side of caution that if there's little red flags which come up and you're not certain, like, I'm not confident that this person is going to actually follow through. It's just like any other relationship. Like, it's hard. You can't. You're going to save yourself a lot of mental angst if you do more work. And there was a podcast on this as well called Know Your Players. If you do more work on the front end to identify who it is that you're dealing with and notice their level of self-motivation and accountability. And then as they step through their process, you walk through with them and then they fall down and they come back and they're discouraged and you're pointing out these are the improvements. That's something which is completely different than, oh, you are the best in the whole entire world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we don't do that. We operate just a little bit, you know, a lot bit cleaner over here. And so when I'm on these podcasts, you know, I know that there's different times where my heart is so overwhelmed with gratitude or, you know, emotion on different things. What I don't ever want to display for you is robotic stance in that when you're strong and you're in command of the direction that you're moving, even if you choose to stand still for a few moments, you know, while things are, you know, emotionality is kind of like, you know, the dust, the dust is settling, if you would, before you make your next move, it's never done through the lens of you're a robot. It's you've commanded your emotionality and your mind is clear and you're able to make your decisions from that solid place of peace and power all the time, no matter what chaos is going around, around you. And it does not, does that chaos and that stress, it doesn't destroy your habits and it doesn't destroy your daily operations. You still, you still make a way, not find a way, you still make a way to get things done. That's, that's who you are and that's how you roll. But it doesn't mean that you don't have feelings or expressions or wherever. There's just, there's a different way of how you manage yourself. So that when you, the, you know, what hits the fan, like you're still rock solid. And that's what your people are going to be watching you for. They're going to be watching your strengths and how do you navigate, you know, a 24-hour day in 18 hours or a 36-hour day in 24 hours. And how do you achieve such high levels of productivity? Well, there's things that you can put into place to bolster yourself up. One of which is what I call your power plan. That's your nutritional program. And that includes not just the foods, but the frequency in which you eat them, your portion sizes, how you combine everything. Like food is chemical. And food can also act as a stressor on your body. And when you're in the stress response, this is going to be an interesting fact for you to know, is that when your body is in what we call this stress response, like there's physiologic changes which actually happen. And one of which is it causes your body to, the stress response is the same thing as fight or flight. 
Okay, let me start by saying there, or start by saying that, that the fight or flight, you know, think of like caveman running away from T-Rex with the big head and the little arms. Yeah. He needed energy in order to be able to run away so that he could live, okay? He's either gonna fight, he's not gonna win with T-Rex, so he's gonna, he's gonna fly away, it's flight. So he, in order to do that, you need this energy. Well, he wasn't gonna stop and pick some berries and eat them because he's too busy running for his life and they didn't have like power chews and stuff like that at that time so the body has these built up these built-in mechanisms to give you bursts of energy and when you're under states of stress what actually happens is through these different processes your your body releases the stored energy into your bloodstream Okay, and that's how your body actually uses it and it like combines with insulin and it uses it, moves it into the cell and it makes this usable energy source and blah, blah, blah. So if you don't use the energy, if you don't consume either the calories or you don't use the, essentially what are like glucose or, or dextrose or sucrose molecules, if you would, then if you don't burn it because you're sitting around but you're you're still stressed because of what you ate or you're emotionally stressed or whatever now you have all this extra energy floating around and since energy cannot be created or destroyed your body's like well i don't know what else to do with this now i'm going to store it as fat so it moved from it's like garage storage site if you would into the bloodstream and then your body was like well i don't know where else to put this now we're gonna have to use this as fat and it causes your body to to not be as sensitive to insulin and this is how we actually get type 2 diabetes where you can have prolonged stress or chronic stress or combined usually with the diet americana and what happens is your body starts shooting out like tons and tons of insulin and your body's cells just aren't like they don't care anymore. Like it's like insulin all damn day. I don't know, what do you want me to do with this? And it doesn't work anymore. And that's when you get type two diabetes, like non-insulin dependent diabetes. Does that make sense? And so really when it comes down to it, what happens to your body, there's few things that when you do it one time cause like horrid, irreversible, effects or death and I'm here to tell you this may sound kind of morbid but coming from the emergency room people tried on purpose to like terminate their life and they were unsuccessful at it so you know when when it's your diet that you're talking about it's not like you're going to have one cookie and you're putting yourself over the edge it's the cumulative effects that go unnoticed then because you're too busy, because you'd rather put your head in the sand, because you'd rather, you know, go off and pursue other things which are more fun and not as painful, perhaps, as like working out or, you know, implementing levels of discipline to, you know, hold tight to your power plan, whatever the case may be, it's, you know, it, it's the excuses and the exceptions that all of a sudden, then one day, you go to the doctor and you're just like, Oh my gosh, what do you mean I have diabetes? I'm only 40 years old. How can this be? Well, here's why. And so when people come to me on the organizational leadership coaching side, like their brain is just a mess and they're not, you know, making any productivity, we actually look at nutrition. 
if the standard coaching sessions are not like we look at everything I, I consider everybody an athlete so I look at all my athletes I look at how they live their life I look at how they feel their bodies I look at their movement patterns you know like their activity levels do they don't they whatever and fortunately coming from a health and fitness background I'm able to work with individuals who have metabolic syndrome, with people whose adrenals are completely toast because of the work that they do, with people who have high cholesterol, people who have hypogonadism, like there's no, you know, different um, autoimmune diseases because that's, that's my history, that's my background, I understand how it works and we leverage nutrition to assist you in healing from the inside out. And I think that's where people, it's, it, it goes back to me being an unclear communicator, but most people say, this is a very weird business model. It's ingenious, but I, it's a business model like I've never seen before. And I didn't understand how it worked until I started coaching with you, but now it makes 100% sense. Now I see why you have leadership training here. I see why you have champion mindset training here. I see why you have yoga training here. I see why you're so reliant on nutrition. Like I see why you ask me all these weird and random questions. Like I totally get it now. So this has really been like part of my own personal problem. Like how the hell do I market this shit? <laughs> like That's not my specialty. Like I can do the work. I have to get better at marketing. <laughs> So I've, I've started to become better at storytelling, if you would, and trying to give analogies and, and I guess, like, teach via parable and, you know, try to capture people that way in addition to just putting it all on the line and just being really bold and asking questions like, do you know of anybody, you know, who, who wants to command their health or anybody who could use, you know, help, you know, organizing their brain or is there any, you know, how are operations within your organization? I mean, just asking like very pointed and direct questions to get the answers that you need, right? That I need, but also to help you get the solution that you need to achieve your goals. So that's how it is. So it doesn't matter if you're on my side working as the coach or the business owner, or if you're working on your side as the athlete or the coachee or whomever. Success is very linear and it requires you to have crystal clear, totally defined goals and a laser-like focus. And then once that focus is going, like, like you drop gasoline on it and it becomes like this sickening obsession for you that you can put in long hours without fatiguing you can move directly from idea inception to execution there's no lag time and that's the goal with this podcast is that if you're not getting the results that you want you've hit stalls in productivity you hit a plateau you're getting no movement at all you you have to be the one to stop the press this is your action step you've got to stop the press right now and triage your position and you've got to be super honest with yourself this is your action step. Ask yourself this very question. Am I taking action, yes or no? There's only one answer. Yes or no? Yes, okay. Is it the right action? Ooh, I don't know. Do you not know? Like, how could you know? 
you know, like there's, there's, you can't lie to yourself. You know whether or not you're taking the right action. I guarantee it. You know, the tangent to that is probably the real question is how consistent am I? How either intense, you know, is my training? How much effort am I putting forth? measured or compared to the results that I'm getting. Small effort, small results. Big effort, productive effort, okay, big results. But with the effort, it's not intention. It's actually doing work. I know this is like a rough podcast, isn't it? Like, ah, I can't get away from the work. There's things you can outsource. There's things that you can kind of simplify or maybe automate. But at the end of the day, you, it, you have to be the one to do the shit. You got to do it. Just do it. <laughs> no, I don't have better news for you. I simply have truth. So after that... If you're not doing the work, if you're not putting the effort, then you can't expect results. Now, if you're spinning your wheels and you're not making any progress, that's a little bit different of a story. That's a different type of coaching, actually. And that falls into organizational leadership, believe it or not with a nutritional backing. Because my, my experience is that when people are in there, especially today spinning their wheels, they've got two problems. They're on stress overload. So we usually have to do like a stress detox program for them and get them to shut their electronics off by a certain time of night. <laughs> Try to pull out as many processed foods as we can from their diet. Try to back them off of their stimulants, whether it's coffee, energy, drinks, pre-workout complexes, initiate some yoga, and then we start with the consultation where we do, it's essentially like a mind-dumping scenario for you, it's highly a listening meeting for me, so I can figure out where the F you are, (laughs) I don't know how to help you step up until I actually, I, I can triage your position, it's what I do best. But that's how that works. Does that make sense? But even so, when you're working with a coach, the ownership is still on you. You still have to show up. You still are responsible for your day-to-day of, is this action I'm about to take actually moving me closer to my goals or is it moving me farther away? It's closer to these but farther away from these. All right, can what's the time period that you allocate for this then? Because now you have to step over here and now you have to energize these goals. Pay them attention. Give them some effort. Because life doesn't happen in a vacuum. You usually have to do more one than one goal at a time. Which is why the goal has to be clearly defined. Because after a while, they all become important. And now you're just like, well, I don't know. Like, all of them are important. I don't know which one to do first. The overall branching goal, perhaps this is the mission, the mission and the vision of your life, like the purpose of your life if you know it. Or when you have your goals, rank them out. 
one, two, three, four, five. Between now and the end of the year, what are my top three? Okay, this is what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on meal prep. I'm focusing on hydration. I'm focusing on getting my ass to the gym the times that I committed myself to actually getting there. I'm going to find a way. I'll wake up earlier. I'll stay up later. I'll stay the hell off social media. I won't text. Like, I will find a way to tighten up my damn time so I can get this stuff done. Why? Because it's, that's, it's important to me. I owe it to myself. That's what you should be looking for a reward from, is that when you're in the process, get some type of a reward for yourself. Not merely an, a means of escaping the situation, but an actual reward, something that's important to you. For the sacrifice that you've made, Get the goal. Get the movement of the goal. Get some action of the goal. But it always falls 100% on your shoulders. Lead yourself first. So as we close out tonight's podcast, all right, I gave you that productivity triage tool. Triage your position. Ask yourself those tough questions about your productivity, about your results, and show up for yourself. You deserve it. I thank you for joining us on tonight's podcast. Again, this is the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy podcast. I'm your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis. It's awesome to have you with us. Make it a great night, and we'll talk to you next time.